It's a Thursday DFS leaderboard edition of NHL Fantasy on Ice. Rob, Pete, and Davey with all the ins and outs. The guys are at your service. The goalie master on Igor, plus value plays, DFS strategy, best bets, totals. Tap into the action. It's NHL Fantasy on Ice. How's it going, everybody? Thursday morning edition, NHL Fantasy on Ice. Jensen, Reese, and Satriano talking pucks and previewing the 11-game slate. How's it going, guys? What's up, Davey? Contest round two back in action tonight. Everybody get in it. Fantasy on Ice leaderboard series contest on FanDuel. I have a chance. I was in last place between the three of us. And as you know, our, our good pal Nico called me the backup goalie master. So it starts now. I got I to gotta move back up the charts today. I can't have that nickname. Clean slate. Uh, New Year's resolutions. So we'll get to all our picks for uh, this evening's games. Big injury news, though, broke right before we started up the show. Logan Couture is out for, what, a couple of weeks uh, with an ankle injury. It looked like a knee injury at first glance, but I guess that's a good thing. So hopefully he's back soon. But where do the Sharks go from here, guys? Well, you had a good take this morning, Pete, and you do have the the pulse on the Sharks. So I think I want to hear your instant reaction before Davey and I's. I have a funny feeling that they're going to play better without Couture and it will turn their season around. He is their captain. He's been frustrated. He's been the one facing the media after this myriad of losses right over the past couple of months to good teams, to bad teams, shut out at Detroit, uh, blown games, everything in between. So I think that a guy like Tomas Hurdle maybe gets his season back on track, moving back from left wing to center. And I actually have Hurdle in my lineup tonight. They're actually not that far out of a playoff spot right now. So you're right. If they rip off five or in a row or something, they're right back in there. But I was talking to you last night, Pete, when we were doing the lineups, and I said I think Goudreau may be a guy that I'd say he might see a bump. But it'll be interesting to see who yeah, who gets those points, those mm-hmm. slots in the top you know, line without him. So People on Twitter well, yesterday were telling me, like, oh, I'm hanging on to Barkley Goudreau now, not Johnny Goudreau, just to <laughs> clarify there. Um, and I'm like, okay, I, I guess that makes sense if you're in a pretty shallow league. I just, you know, I think from from all of us kind of back in the Sharks at one point or another this season, it hasn't won where we've all got big L's every time we've backed the Sharks. So I can't put a positive spin on this one like you can, Pete. I appreciate the optimism. I just am a little bit more pessimistic when it comes to that team. I think maybe like Carlson and Burns and even Thornton, like if Thornton's the new number two center, maybe you get a little more out of him. We'll see. 40-year-old jumbo. (laughs) We'll see. He scored the other day, so... Only up from here, but yeah, I think they might have the wherewithal to survive. A couple of week absence for Logan Couture. We'll hope it's shorter rather than longer. Big shout out to Jackie Redman for her picks the other day. She went nine and three. That was impressive. That was a big mammoth slate. So, uh, hats off to Jackie there. That's a lot of pressure for the next guest. Actually, we mean we might not get another guest as there's too much pressure to live up to a <laughs> nine and three start it's on a tough 12 to do game. better than that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to see what we get there, Davy boy, but. For our picks tonight, there has been some news breaking this morning. Right wing Brendan Gallagher is back for the Habs. Covey off the top line, down to line two. How do you make sense of this move in fantasy, Davey, DFS and season long? 
Well, I have Kovalchuk in three of my leagues, so that's how I feel about him. <laughs> he had, what, two assists the other night. He's only 4,400 or 4,000, sorry, in this contest, which is still really cheap. So even if he's on the second line, you, I think you said he'll be playing with Max Domi, whoever, but he's still good for a point or two at that price. In season long, there's no reason not to have the guy. We know what he's capable of. It didn't work out in L.A., but it's probably going to work out in Montreal. So he has three assists in his first two games. He played 19-20 in his first game, and then he played 21-20. So he's getting big minutes. I think that's going to continue. It seems like they're unleashing Kovalchuk, which is nice to see. And he's on the power play unit with Weber and Domi, mm -hmm. and then even strength with Domi. Domi's really valuable. So uh, sign me up, man. If you don't need a center to replace Logan mm -hmm. Couture, go out and get Ilya Kovalchuk. He's the top replacement right now. No doubt. That's an endorsement from all three of us. And the only thing that kills me about this in DFS is last night when the contest opened up, Davey, thanks for the text at like 10 p.m. <laughs> I'm always on. I was still up. It was a shocking thing. I couldn't sleep at 10 p.m. Shocker. But um, I set my lineup last night just with my gut instinct. I went McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and Yamamoto tri-stack in the same game against the Habs thinking the Habs are pretty shot without Gallagher. Now, the news breaks this morning and I feel like my lineup took a hit from that it's crazy I think that we we've changed like our strategy I find that ever since I had that McDavid dry saddle stack go crazy <laughs> I think like we all have at least two superstars sometimes three or four and I have four in my lineup for tonight so uh, it's a chance to you know take advantage of this clean slate I know like Robbie was the highest ranked in the leaderboard in the first half out of the three of us, then it was me, then it was Davey. So some bragging rights on the line here, I think, for the second half. I tried different things, but the stacking, it just never works out for me. I guess I picked the wrong one. So today I just have a, a one solid center, one solid defenseman, and the rest is just makeshift as it goes. So we'll see. And I think we can all agree Chicago here against Nashville on Thursday evening should be a Blackhawks friendly game. We've all got, I think we all have Pat Kane, right, boys, in the lineup here? I actually don't. I was going to have Robin Whoa. Leonard. Oh. I mean, the guy's deemed healthy to come back, and then they're, it sounds like they're going to start Corey Crawford. I just don't understand it. We've, we've been on the Blackhawks hoping that they turn this around. Robin Leonard, other than Patrick Kane, is the only guy that ha they've been able to lean on. Home and road, mm -hmm. his save percentage is almost the same in any situation. And we have him ranked number 10 in our fantasy goalie rankings, which yeah, we were getting chirped a little bit for all of our ranks on Twitter this week. And for all the critics out there, you know, come some, <laughs> sit down and have a nice lunch with me. I'll buy you a glass of wine and we can, I'd love to see your rankings, right? So let's see it, boys. Right. Not, we, we had a, from number 10 or number 11 to like number 17 is pretty brutal this week. It includes guys like Bobrovsky, Holpe, who lost at the Flyers uh, for the Capitals last night. There are so many other guys in between that have been shaky. Grubauer is another one. So Robin Leonard, elite peripherals, bounce back appeal for the team in the second half. I wish he were starting tonight, so I'm backing off Leonard and the Blackhawks. Blackhawks tonight. So Strom is out. Dabrinkat hasn't been playing well. I think Kane lights it up tonight. But going back to those goalie rankings, Pekka Rinne is not even in the rankings. Like, when's out. the last time that that's ever happened when he hasn't been hurt? I don't think since I've been here in five, six years that he's ever not been in that's the rankings. True. So that Nashville-Chicago game, it's interesting when you say, hey, I think Chicago might have the better goalie tandem. 
It's right crazy. Now. I mean, at least Corey Crawford is a number one in quotes too. You know what I mean? Like at least, at least he has that ability to play like a number he one. Been, so yeah. I'm not completely down on the Hawks in this game, but when when moves are made like that and you're gambling or you're playing DFS, it, it it's kind of frustrating, especially if they were factoring into your strategy prior to that announcement. And Lord knows what the lines are going to look like now because <laughs> they had Strom playing right wing on the third line and they were kind of forcing depth. And of course, they had the good Taves-Kubalik duo, which Kubalik is once again a player that you should consider picking up. We talked about him the other day, then he was available actually in mine and Robbie's deep joint league, so we picked him up. We've been really active this week. We got Kubalik, we got Kovalchuk, mm-hmm. we got Shesjurkin, and Shesjurkin is starting again Thursday. How about that? I have him in the lineup for $7,300 in Goalie Master. Goalie Master, I don't like it tonight. I think he's going to get his first NHL loss. Two in a row for him. Look, I was at the Devils game the other day. They've played better recently, but I just – it's a lot of pressure on this kid. Mm -hmm. It's it's also a rivalry game. You know, he played, I think, Colorado. It's a different – it's a different animal when you're playing it's a team a, in the division. Yeah, right. You know, it's a different it's animal because Colorado is a different animal. Yeah, it's, is a different lot, animal. it's from a lion to a measly <laughs> seagull. I look. I think the Devils are going to win this game. Okay, I, I think uh, he'll get his he'll get his first loss. But yeah, if the price is good, the team is good. So you're right. That's he's one of the goalies you definitely have to consider in the contest just because of the price and the opponent. And some logic on top of this, Davey. I think that when you've got a young netminder like that in the crease the team just kind of plays a little bit more edge in front of you a little bit more willing to to lay the line lay the body out there to block a shot and then offensively you know Panarin's loving life right now I mean they're already good friends on and off the ice so I think those little storylines like that make me feel like he could get two straight W's you know, I think Pete brought this up earlier that Panarin has, what, no points in two games against the Devils so far this year? And what did you say after tonight? He'll probably have three points in three games? Yeah, I think <laughs> so. he'll have another, maybe another three-point game <laughs> after he had one against the Avs the other day. I, I'm totally on with Rob about this being a much more favorable opponent than the other night. And that, he deserves a lot of credit. You give up two early goals, especially with the pressure, bright lights at the Garden, your first game, your family's in town, you're, you're playing an elite offense. I mean, McKinnon had a goal in that game. They're a lethal group. And then you pretty much nearly shut them out the rest of the way. That's a nice response for the rookie. I can't believe, Davey, that we're sitting here and we're talking about Shostorkin when it's Devils Rangers, and we're not talking about Hughes versus Kako. I, for one, would never have seen that coming this season. Well, I think both guys have combined for like 10 goals or something. Hughes is, <laughs> is I don't even think he's playing, but you're yeah, he's right. He's out, I think. You're right. If you would have said in the beginning of the season, hey, this is what we're going to be getting. But just going back to Shashirkin there. I, sorry, we know I can't pronounce the name. So <laughs> I'll just on say, brand, I'll, just, on brand. I'll just call him Igor. You know, tonight is actually a big start for him because if he wins this and he's 2-0, you got to figure, you know, he'll get some more starts and the Rangers are going to have to figure out who they want to scratch each game moving forward, you know. So this is actually a big, big game for him. I actually, when I looked at the lineup last night, I kind of assumed that Lundqvist would get the start and it would be a really favorable matchup and that he would have a fire lit under him because of this situation. But now two in a row, it's almost shades of a couple of years ago when they gave Ranta a bunch of starts in a row and kind of put the heat on the veteran Lundqvist. So we'll see. Last thing about this tri-headed goalie monster, if Lundqvist and Shostorkin get hurt during the game, does Gorgiev come down from the press box and suit up, or does it have to be the e-bug? You know, our schedule <laughs> master friend, Brian Taracone, he asked us this, and I said, I don't know, but I think if you're scratched, you're scratched. I don't think you can. he can suit up, but yeah. it would be interesting if it happened. 
Let's hope it doesn't for our FanDuel <laughs> yeah. lineup for, sake. For here. mine and your sake, because I went back to him <laughs> after I saw Leonard was out. I'll take the risk and go with Shishjorkin again. But you mentioned those couple of rookies. We were talking about how Kubalik is rising in the goal department among rookies. Another really good rookie is Nick Suzuki right now, and he's actually the third member of that new Kovalchuk line, and he's got about double the points of of uh, Kako and Hughes combined. Mm-hmm. That's so, wild, And man. he's like not even on the radar, but I think he's coming up the radar very quickly. Rest of season-wise, if he's still available in your leagues with this lineup placement and now the Habs having a pretty good top six, not great, but pretty good top six, I think it's a safe pickup rest of season. I am worried about my Habs playoff pick now. That's looking a little far-fetched in the Eastern Conference, but crazier things have happened, and honestly, I reckon, boys, that Two, at least two teams, three teams outside the playoffs right now are going to flip-flop and be in come uh, mid-April. And it's weird the Habs are actually favorites tonight at home against Edmonton, who's been a really good road team lately. That's kind of wonky, but the Habs, like, I knew they were... I knew they were struggling, mm-hmm. but 0-6-1 and struggling when you see it in front of you, that's eye-opening for a wrong reason. And if they lose tonight against the Oilers, I think that there's going to be some major shakeup there because if this is a team, Davey, that's not in the playoff hunt in another month here, pay attention to that trade deadline. You know, what's surprising to me is like six in a row right now, I think they lost, what, eight or nine in a row earlier, and they're not like too far out right now. So mm-hmm. that's got to be, at least for them, saying, hey, considering we had, you know, fifth, lost 15 games in a two games in a stretch of, you know, really quick, like to be this close for them, I have to say that's – that's pretty good. Well, and Carey Price hasn't played like Carey Price during that stretch, so we might see a lot of goals tonight. The over might be, a, you know, it could be a nice way for you to tap into that game gambling-wise if you're not sure about the crazy DFS strategy that I'm imploring tonight. That might be a good way to get some action. I agree. I like the over in that game. I like the way that Yamamoto's playing with Dry Saddle and Nugent Hopkins on a separate line from McDavid and Cassian. I think whether you get Yamamoto in your lineup or Cassian, they're both really viable wings. And I would go so far as to say Yamamoto is making a real case to be a full-time NHLer and never go back to the AHL. He was an AHL All-Star this year, but I saw an article that said he doesn't want any part of that team. He's happy to be here. <laughs> well, you know, some some folks in our league feel that way about our All-Star game too, so I wouldn't say that's a chirp at this point, Pete. <laughs> but um, no, it's funny though because Yamamoto he could even be a top 100 forward player for fantasy rest of season if that lineup placement sticks. And just to put a bow on that game, going back to McDavid against the Toronto Maple Leafs, we called it on the show. We said McDavid loves playing in the spotlight in Toronto. Well, how's he going to feel playing at the Bell Center? Same exact atmosphere, Davey. That's why I feel pretty good about that pick tonight. What can he do for an encore? Is he going to score blindfolded while going around two defensemen? I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Lacrosse to style. Oh, yeah, that would be good. I mean, that's that's got to mess with uh, the Toronto goalie's psyche playing McDavid and then playing that, like, did you see that overtime and shootout against the Jets? I mm-hmm. mean, that shot, I feel like, will haunt Frederick Anderson <laughs> for until the next time he plays Patrick Lyonet with that that deep shot that he made, the lightning shot. That was crazy. There's a logic for myself having Pasternak in the lineup. The Winnipeg Jets went to a crazy finish last night, one in the shootout, which is good because they they did deserve to win that game, all, all things considered. But Pasternak, I don't have him stacked up, surprisingly, with either Marshan or Bergeron. Okay. I couldn't afford him. But he is the standalone guy. And I think the jinx has been lifted. I wrote a column on him. If, could he score 50 and 50 when he was close to that? It went off the rails directly after that was released. So I'm sorry, uh, David, on that one. But uh, for DFS exposure-wise, great player is a standalone option against the team on the second of a back-to-back. 
Jets are really good on the road. I saw they're tied for second in road wins among all teams. Only team with more of the Capitals. So I do like what the Bruins showed the other day, though. I would think that they're going to get this victory with Winnipeg on the second of a back-to-back. So that's just like a straight-up pick. I trust the Bruins here if you want to parlay them with somebody else. What do you think, Dave? Well, we saw the reaction on the mom's trip. The Bruins were high-fiving their moms after that win in Nashville. So they want to keep that rolling. And I think you're I think the, I'll take the Bruins tonight in Winnipeg. It seems like they got that bad play out of their system, too. So we'll have to see if that continues to maybe go on a little streak here. So on Tuesday's show, I stacked all three Lightning top forwards, Stamkos, Point, and Kucherov. It wasn't a part of the contest, but it begged the question, (laughs) should I try it again tonight? I actually am going to try it again (laughs) tonight uh, against the Coyotes, and Aiden Hill remains in net. Maybe if it was Ranta or Kemper coming back, I would rethink it. Aiden Hill is not... Um, he's been respectable in the past, but the Lightning are playing their best hockey of the season. Ride this hot hand for as long as you can. I think I like the Coyotes here tonight. And really? Aiden Hill's been playing pretty well. It's just more of a gut, like, let's throw some cash on Arizona for the hell of it. Uh-huh. But I really do think Arizona, sound defensively, they have what it takes to shut down that Bolts team. Vancouver, I don't think you can say the same thing defensively about them. Offensively, yeah, they could have probably scored 9-2 if, if all guns were firing, but... Arizona really has a sneaky appeal. 55% of bets are actually on Arizona as of noon today. So maybe other people are on this too. Well, my thing is, I think you're right, Pete. I don't think they're going to score nine goals tonight, but I think they'll win a close, low-scoring game. But for me, if I were going to stack two or three, I would probably look towards another team rather than Tampa tonight just because of the opponent. I mean, look at this. So they combine those three guys I mentioned who are all playing on the same line now. They combine for nine points, but only on three goals. So it's not like they had some absurd goal-scoring spree. <laughs> uh, there may actually be an even higher ceiling uh, for this group if they all get in on the goal-scoring department. The only That's player, scary. the only Bolts player that had more FanDuel points than those guys was Carter Verigi, uh, and who for $3,200 is in my lineup tonight. He had a wow. Hattie in that one in seven shots for 50 FanDuel points. That's absurd. Now, granted, his highest ice time this year is 11 minutes. That's sad. But uh, he's, he's shown that he can put some shots on net, get favorable matchups, and you never know. If he chips one in, you've already maxed your value by 20 times there. So the team that the, that the Lightning beat the other day, the Canucks try to get back on track at the Panthers. They're finishing up that Florida trip. We have a question for the goalie master because we got one from a fan uh, who's an avid listener of the show. He has Tristan Jari, David Riddick, and Jacob Markstrom, and he's wondering which guy, if either, should he drop for Samsonov out of Riddick or Markstrom? Who do you like more goalie master? Uh, I would say I think I like Riddick more. We know he plays like every game. Calgary's been playing better. I do like Vancouver, but as Rob said, they're not as sound defensively. They could win games, you know, 7-5, to five, who knows. So he can get the wins. But for me, Samsonov is a must-pickup, Robbie. I picked him up a few weeks ago for a mm-hmm. spot start, and you're like, don't drop him. I don't know why I was thinking of actually dropping him. I'm glad I didn't. But I would say... You definitely need him, and I would say Markstrom's the guy to drop because, as we said, Riddich, he just, the way he's going to play more games, which means he'll have more chances to win, and this, the numbers, the peripherals are going to be better with him. I don't know about this one. I think I would I would keep what he has just because those are three guys that are getting okay. a lot of starts right now. You're going to get the volume. You're going to get more wins that way. Sammy is amazing for peripherals. And if he had, you know, someone else in that number two hole that was real inconsistent this year, I'd say cut the cord. But all three of those guys are top 10 goalies 
by ranking Yahoo right now, not our rankings, but Yahoo rankings. So that leads me to say, just, you know, maybe ride that one out. And look, Holpe is going to be the guy there. I mean, as much as it drives me mad and up a wall, Sammy definitely deserves more starts. He's not going to get him because Holpe's got that gold sealed vet status. I just look at team security here. Calgary, even, they have their flaws. We all know that. But they've been really good since the coaching change. I like that trend to continue. And then the Capitals are the Capitals. I mean, Samsonov is 12-2-1 or something <laughs> on the season. And Jacob Markstrom is a really nice story this year, even last year, too. But Vancouver is very up and down. And Dave, Dave mentioned you know some of their defensive struggles. I would just cut Markstrom, go with Samsonov, don't think twice, and see how things shake out at the standings at the end of the year. An additional note on Markstrom, he is playing for a job next Contract year. Contract year, And yeah. with Demko maybe not living up to that prospect hype that we initially thought he had, I think it's an area where Markstrom, he's a smart guy. He's going to carve it out and say, look, I can get a big fatty paycheck this summer if I keep it up. Another fan question surrounding this Panthers-Canucks game. Bobrovsky slated to start. I was asked again what date would you give Bobrovsky to turn it around by? Like before you, I guess this guy is thinking about dropping him, which I would not advise anybody to do with three months left in the season. But what date? I gave him the All-Star game. You could say the All-Star game, the Super Bowl, the trade deadline. Like when would you drop this guy? When would you cut the cord? I wouldn't wait till the trade deadline because by that point it's the end of February and you really only have like two weeks left of the fantasy regular season pretty much. So mm -hmm. that's definitely too long. I would put it at right after the All-Star game. That's what, three weeks from now you see how he does. I wouldn't drop him. Like you said, either the Panthers are they're playing better. I think they're like they've alternated wins and losses, but right. I think they're in a playoff spot right now. They're obviously playing better than they have. We know how good the offense is. But if it were me and there was someone else out there, I would say all-star game. If those numbers aren't great, you know, I did the same thing with Hughes. I gave him a deadline. I gave PK a deadline. Hmm. All these guys I dropped because they weren't performing well. But it's what you have to do. You can't hang on to these guys if if they're not performing. If they're not performing. Okay. Yeah, I would say <laughs> the only case that you drop, Bob, is if you're outside of a fantasy playoff spot at the trade deadline. But if you're in one, keep Bob because Florida teams year in and year out have the best fantasy schedule. I actually asked the schedule makers why that is this morning. It's for some complex algorithm. We can't get into it. It'll blow all our minds. So for that logic alone, Bob has the best fantasy playoff schedule. And you know, we've all been there. If you cut a player late in the season, it's always going to burn you. Someone else, your opponent probably is going to pick him up and they're going to win the goalie categories that week. And you're going to be looking back like, why did you do it? Good point. That that was convincing. I think that you can <laughs> you can uh, trust that Bob. Even last year, Bob was terrible in the first half and turned it on. Won a lot of people fantasy championships with what eight shutouts in his final two or three months of the season. So have some faith. But I know Quenville's a little frustrated. What do you guys think about like Mike Hoffman? Because he's now off the top line, but he's on a four-game <laughs> point streak and he's in a contract year. Uh, this guy is I, like when I do the forward rankings every week. I like I sometimes I move him up just cuz I like the look of the player but like I just can't get a pulse on this guy like I don't know. The only What's reason up with this guy. Only reason that I would think of holding on to him is because I'm pretty sure I was looking yesterday at some UFAs. To me he's like the top one of the top 3 or 4 guys that's going to be traded, I think. So, I feel like he can go somewhere else. 
you know, he has something to play for. But I think he's going to get traded and have a. Remember what he did in Ottawa, and he he was wasn't not that he was performing poorly, but he did well when he first came to Florida. So, I don't know. I see him as a guy that he's got something to prove. He's a power play king, Mike Hoffman. I mean, he's racking up so many power play goals and power play points that that category alone for me on one of my teams that a decision came down to it. I could pick up Nick Ehlers or Mike Hoffman. Again, I don't, I can't explain why both those players were available. They were. It's a reality. That's bizarre. I went. The only reason I chose Hoffman was because of power play points. I didn't need regular goals and assists. I needed power play goals and power play points. Hoffman has a money release on the power play. And even if Davey's right, if he gets traded, he's going to be a power play captain, probably playing close to four minutes per game on the power play. You got to like your odds that that's going to help you in fantasy the rest of the way. And Ehlers has, what, 34, 35 points, and only three of them are on the power play. So he's the opposite. So that was a no-brainer for you. And I, I just wonder if he will get traded. If they fall out of it, most certainly he'll be traded. But... Either way, uh, it, it's anybody's guess right now, I think. So why don't we recap our picks here, boys, and see what we're all feeling lineup-wise. I'll just good. raffle them off on mine real quick, Davey. McDavid, Nuge, Pasta, Yamamoto, that's three Oilers, Kane, Verhage, again, I'm not sure how to say that, but if he has another Hattie tonight, I better figure it out for the next show. <laughs> um, Quinn Hughes, Ezra Lindell, who's on a four-game point streak, and then Shostorkin. So I was looking at this. My centers aren't really good. I mean, I have Getz left for 5700 and Goudreau for 4000 I figured spend elsewhere. Wingers, we mentioned Patrick Kane. Covey's 4000 I got Max Pacioretty, 7500 Jaden Schwartz, St. Louis, 6000 I think the Blues are playing the Sabres tonight at home. That's my lock as an under. You know, there's going to be, what, three? It's going to be a 2-1 game, 3-2 game. Very low scoring. Defense, Roman Yossi, what has he got, 11, 12 games in a row with the point, and he's only 6,800, which is not as high as it could be. Shea Theodore's playing well. I got him for 5,100, and I said I'm going with Riddick tonight for 7,500. Getzlaff has been good lately. He's he's maybe not as good as he used to be, but he has five points over his past two games, so don't sleep on that player without a doubt. Like I mentioned, I'm going back to the well. Point, Stamkos, Kucherov to build my lineup around. And then I have Chandler Stevenson, Tomas Hurdle, Igor Shostorkin, Neil Pionk, Ilya Kovalchuk. Yeah, Tomas Hurdle actually, as bad as the Sharks have been at home this year, he's got 20 points in 21 games. And now with Couture out, expanded role for him. So yeah, that's my lineup. Uh, check up with us if any last minute injury news hits. But what do you guys like for best bets for Thursday night? Boston's a lock here against Winnipeg. There's no doubt about that one. I don't know if that mom's trip is still going on, Davey, but I agree. Underrated storyline, good chemistry came out of that one. And then value-wise, I'm looking at the spread. I'm looking at everything right now. Nothing's jumping out, but Columbus, five and a half. Uh, or excuse me, San Jose's minus 120 at home without Couture. Davey, I mean, maybe Merzlikens keeps this thing going and, and, and gets a road W. It's not great, but there might be something there if you're throwing it into a parlay. They're going for California sweep, no? Yeah, Borenski has, I think, seven Nuts. goals in three games. Merzlikens was really cheap, and I almost threw him in there, but I said, you know what, there's there's better guys, so I opted not to. Where does he stack up, like with Samsonov and some of these guys? Like, Would you drop John Gibson for, for Merzlikens right if, now? 
if I had John Gibson and I were going to drop him for Merz Lickens, to me that would be like a rotating spot because this isn't a guy you're going to roster the rest of the season. It's pretty much a streaming thing. But yeah. he's playing well now, so you got to consider it. And, Pete, I think my brain was in a pretzel, but obviously I like Edmonton tonight. I don't know why I didn't say that first. I mean, you can tell by my DFS lineup if you can't read between the lines. I do like Edmonton. I'd throw cash on that game, my own hard money um, on that one. And lastly, I mean, over-wise, yeah, Vancouver, Florida. That should be a hammer over. Same thing with Montreal, Edmonton. I definitely like Edmonton, Montreal over. I like the Rangers to get the win, whether Shesterkin's good or not. We're trusting him in DFS. I trust that the Rangers will get that game, and Panarin will get multi-points to make up some of that lost ground against the Devils from earlier in the season. And then, let's see, one more. Let's do uh, Nashville at Chicago. I think they're going to bury the Blackhawks for not starting Robin Leonard. I was disappointed in that move, so I'll go Nashville to get their first win under John Hines. I think Florida's going to beat Vancouver straight up, and I actually have Anaheim tonight. I think for some reason Dallas is going for six in a row, but I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to get it. The next game Dallas plays, Pavelski returns to San Jose, so I think that's the game that they're going to come together and win. But I think I'm going with the Ducks tonight. Good advice. I think just when we get too high on a team, they let us down. So if we've learned anything, that's probably the right play there, Davy boy. And one last thing, I do like Chicago, Pete. I mean, I loved them when I thought Laner was going to start. I'm lukewarm on them now that Crawford's starting, but I do think Nashville is a team that's floundering. They need desperate help and goal. And, you know, if Pat Kane gets Chicago on the board first, they're not going to lose that game. So maybe make a little prop during the game two on something. You know, second period, lay your cash out on Chicago, whatever it is. But I do like Chicago to win that game. I mean, I think you should email John Hines. You're behind the numbers. and Tell him what he needs to do to fix that team, the Predators. <laughs> that article basically said, it's on NHL.com. Good luck finding it. But it uh, it basically <laughs> said that they need a goalie. I mean, no one, everybody knows that. They need Robin Lehner. They should actually orchestrate that same day dressing room trade. Lehner should suit off in net right. for the Blackhawks tonight. Rene the other way. Totally crazy storyline. Then the Blackhawks make the playoff and win the cup. That that would be a good trade off for uh, you know for Nashville. <laughs> the goalies are not working right now. I mentioned it the other day. Near the bottom team save percentage. So a lot of room for improvement though. If this team starts to step up. I know Duchesne's been producing. He's actually back from his illness, had a point the other day, had two multi-point games before that, uh, including the Winter Classic. So, Oh, Duch- pick up Craig Smith, too. Craig Smith, power Craig play, Smith, exposure. Really? Yeah, he's going he's gonna to pop off. I'm, I'm talking about that on the network today. Oh, another thing. So I forgot to mention the guy that I rounded my lineup out with for uh, DFS. It's actually Matt Dumba. He's in a 25-game goal drought, but he has assists in two straight games, and he's got like 60-something shots over that goal drought. With that shot volume, it's eventually coming to an end. That's how you want to round out your lineup in somebody who has a big ceiling, maybe who hasn't done much lately. He will be less than 1% owned, I'm sure of it on this Thursday night. He's got the talent to do it for sure. So hit us up on Twitter with any last-minute questions at NHL Fantasy, at NHL Reese, at NHL Jensen, and at David Satriano. Still the same handle. All right, Still just same. making sure. Not goalie master. Yeah, or yeah. backup goalie master. E-bug soon. I mean, E-bug. Geez, if I don't produce tonight in these picks, I don't know. <laughs> at E-bug. That'd be a fire handle. Remember, everybody, join the FanDuel contest, and we'll talk to you again next time, NHL Fantasy on Ice.